Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 226, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. I tell you what, uh, I think I won the Dad of the Year Award today. Uh, My daughter is very crafty. She loves being crafty. And uh, so Halloween for our family, we love Halloween. Halloween for us is a time to get the neighborhood together, have a good time. You know, we usually do, we used to, we used to get all the neighbors together together and and do like a crescent. And so get all the kids in the neighborhood to just kind of go around at one house. And then we'd barbecue like hot dogs and, you know, we'd hand out tons of candy food and snacks and all kinds of stuff to families and stuff like that so anyway like literally for our family one of the favorite holidays of the year because it brings the neighborhood together so when we moved into this neighborhood we just prayed like god please 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 give us a neighborhood like is really excited about working together being together and so that's true of our neighborhood so we're thankful uh, my neighbor that's right uh, that's right across the street, he has an awesome Halloween setup. So Mika's been begging me, please, can we do something? So we've been kind of thinking through some things, and and uh, I, I figured out, like, we had these two awesome palm trees. Uh, like, I'm looking at both of them from the front porch here. And uh, I thought, you know what? We can make a huge spider web on this palm tree. So we spent about four hours today making a custom. This thing is 50 50 feet by probably 25 feet big. It's huge. And I bought all these massive spiders on Amazon. They were on sale. So I got all these like six massive spiders. So it looks so good but i about halfway through the project i realized what i'd actually done you know i i i'm i'm pretty short-sighted when it comes to planning i know for those of you who know me you're like yeah i know uh pretty short-sighted so about halfway through it i was like wow this is the scale of this thing is so much bigger than i thought so it took way longer than i thought it was but it looks so cool and so patty's like but the mailman can't even get underneath it because it literally the spider web that we made out of rope like goes to the front of the street so the mailman had to duck his head underneath it it was pretty awesome anyway but uh, my daughter was in heaven. She was so happy, so excited. So that was the win today. I hope you had a great win today. I don't know if you did, but I hope you had a good win today. Every once in a while, man, don't we just need a win? We just need a win. Like, listen, I my daughter and I had some great quality time together. She loves to craft. I made some time to do it. So I'm really proud that of, one, that it actually happened. And then, too, that it looks pretty good. Like, it looks pretty good. So, uh, hey, I, I, wherever you are, hope you're doing good. Uh, I just want to say thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for those of you who continue to support the podcast. It means a lot to me. And those of you who uh, are buying the devotional, I really, really appreciate that you're doing that. You can get that on Amazon Front Porch Devotional. If you want to go get that, support the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, we're continuing on in Psalms. This, uh, as you know, I've been memorizing Psalm 51. I I can't encourage you enough. Take a Psalm, and and if the Psalms are, you know, if you like Psalm 51, might be too much for some of you. Take a smaller Psalm. Like I memorized Psalms 8. Memorize Psalms 8. Uh, Smaller verses. Or smaller passages and things like that. So, 
find a psalm, try to memorize it. I've been using it as a way to kind of slow down in the morning. You know, I'm, I love kind of going in and doing deep study on passages and deep diving into a book of the Bible, but recently I've just slowed down and said, you know what, I'm going to memorize. And so that's a part of my morning routine out here on the front porch. So um, memorize a, a passage of scripture, uh, one of the Psalms, like it's good. So I've been memorizing this and I, I'm just pulling out a few verses uh, for me that have been really impactful as I've been memorizing this. But uh, So we've been going through a, a few of those Psalms, but in uh, Psalms 5110, we started there with this section that's kind of like the, the core of what David's trying to get after as it relates to the entire Psalm. And so we did verse 10, and verse 11 says this, Psalms 51, verse 11 says this, Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. So cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Um, Mika and I today were going in, we, I ran out of rope, and so I had to go buy some more. I bought 500 feet of rope and I ran out. So I had to buy an additional 300 feet of rope to finish this thing. So again, scale. So today we're, we're kind of walking and, and I noticed that every time we kind of cross the road, she grabs my hand and I, I just love it. I, I just love it. It like, I don't have to necessarily say, Hey, grab my hand. Like she just does it. And there's something about it for her that there's comfort there. There's safety there. She feels near and close and like dad's got me. He's, he's near to me. And so when I hear this psalm from David, this man who's the man after God's own heart, and his lament all throughout this psalm and then his request to God over and over and over in the psalm as a result of a deep and depraved sin, a murderous sin, an adulterous sin that came as a result of these desires that he had in his heart and they came out and he acted upon them. And so this psalm is the psalm of him just like understanding so much of his sin and so much of what he wants from God. But I just had this image of David and God walking all those years and like Mika just kind of holding my hand. David had just depended on the Lord so deeply and so intimately. And once again, he's he's confessing and he's crying out to God. And I, I love that David's, David's focus here is so completely clear. He's, he's, he's going like, look, my, I know my sin, and my sin has separated me from God. It's completely separated me from God. And um, in, in, in this, you know, for David, he had lived in this abiding presence with the Lord, this walking with the Lord. Like, I, again, this image of Mika and I walking across the street and her grabbing my hand it is the relationship that I see David having in his life with the Lord. And, and then... As a result of his sin, like there's a separation there. Like he doesn't sense that presence. He doesn't feel that nearness. And and so he's missing that and he's longing for it. This is, this is just kept coming back to me, this longing for the presence of God, the longing for the spirit of God that David was having. And it's almost like he came to his senses and went, oh my gosh, I'm missing this so much. 
Um, and it started th- making me think like, you know, for me personally, maybe for you, like, have you ever felt like you were separated from God? You know, and, and, and I think it becomes really scary when you don't realize that you are. Right? Some of us will be like, oh, I don't know if I feel that way. Some of us are like, I definitely felt that way. Like David in this moment, he knows why he's feeling that separation from the Lord. Some of us are like, no, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't feel that close to the Lord, but I don't know if I feel separated. And I, I want to say like that, that that's a scary place to be. Because when you've become accustomed to walking with the Lord, to sensing his presence, to being near to him, you, and then you you fall into sin there is this thing in scripture that we that we understand of like spiritual blindness there is a spiritual blindness that happens when we abandon ourselves to sin all of a sudden we start slipping all of a sudden we don't feel the presence of the lord we don't feel conviction the way we do we start justifying our actions in in very gnarly ways and so that slippery slope is a clear indication that you're moving away from the heart of God. Because when you're near the heart of God, and this is what David is longing for once again, when you're near the heart of God, you, that you, you, you sense his presence, his nearness, his closeness, his peace, his patience, his kindness, his goodness, his self-control, and it leads you into those things yourself. And so when you don't sense those things, those are, it's a pretty clear indication of like, is there sin in my life? Is am I living in a way that's not honoring <clears throat> the Lord? Because you're not sensing His presence, and you're not sensing that conviction. There's usually, as a direct result of that, some form of which you've abandoned yourself to your own desires. You've fallen into sin. You've fallen into spiritual blindness. And so David now kind of reflecting, there's a part of him where he's like reflecting like, oh my gosh, I've been so far away from this thing, this relationship, this intimacy that I've had for all these years. And now, oh my gosh, like what happened? You know, it's like waking up from a really bad dream and like looking around and going, oh my gosh, what happened? How did I get here? What's taking, I mean, it's just like pretty eye-opening, pretty overwhelming and so his he has this plea and and I want you to hear this is a desperate plea it's a desperate plea and he's like please 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 don't cast me away please don't cast me away anymore please 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 don't take your spirit from me I know I deserve it like I know I've sinned I know I've come up against you and your will and your plan for my life. But please don't. Please don't abandon me. Please don't cast me away. Please don't have your spirit go away from me. I, I just need that nearness once again. I want that intimacy back. And that tells you a lot about who David is. It tells you a lot about who we are. It tells you a lot about what it looks like to return to the Lord in the midst of just absolute a sinful life and I think for so many of us and you like you're running away and you feel it and you know it 
and there's this longing in your soul for something more, but yet you keep trying to fill it up with something else, but it's not working. David's showing us this plead of, please, Lord, I don't want to live this way anymore. Please, Lord, please don't cast me away. Please don't take your spirit from me. I need you. And I was thinking like he could ask God for anything. He could ask God for anything, but he wants his presence. He wants his spirit. That's what he misses. He doesn't care about the fact that he's a king. He doesn't care about the fact that he's got this amazing kingdom. And he's in charge of it all. He doesn't care about how many battles he's won. He doesn't care about how much money's in the treasury. Doesn't care about those things. In this moment, I just want you. Lord, I just want you. Spirit, I just need you. What can I do without you? Where can I go? And we, we see this all throughout the Psalms, Psalms 139. Where can I hide from you, from your presence? If I go make my bed, if I, make my, if I have wings in the morning and fly, you are there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. Right? I can't flee from you. You're everywhere. And so what David realizes is he's abandoned himself to his own desires and his own desires have led him into this despair. And so as he awakens out of that despair, craving, what's the craving he has? I want your presence. I want your spirit. I want your nearness. And I wonder for so many of you, if that's where you find yourself right now, but but you've got to make this the cry of your heart. We've got to make this the cry of your heart. And what I love is that this is why Jesus died. Jesus died so that this helper could come. Jesus says, I must go away and you want me to because you're going to do greater things than I did because the helper is with you. My presence moves for you. My presence isn't just in some temple. It now lives inside of you. And this is what Jesus' death and resurrection restored and revived in us. And so for us to kind of like push that off like it's not a big deal. Nah, that's a huge deal. Are you craving the Spirit? Are you craving the presence of God? You should. We should. Because that is why Jesus died. To make that nearness known and close. Because as we crave the Spirit, we will confront our sins. As we continue to confront our sins, we will have this craving for the Spirit of God. So the question is this. Do you sense the presence and the Spirit of God? If you do, move forward. And if you don't, ask the question, why? Lord, guide us and lead us into your way for your glory. We need you, Spirit of God. We desire your presence, O Lord. Fill it, show us, cast us not away, and lead us into the way everlasting. So, take a breath, reflect, believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.